Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz, and this is... My name is Sean. Hello, everybody. Oh, new year, new me. We're back, and we've got a really good episode, I think. Um, Sean, introduce the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, if you tell me to introduce it, I think I will introduce it. So, yeah. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about when creativity kind of goes too far, right? Like, when do um, when the kind of creatives um, kind of fail? When do they kind of fall over the edge? And then... From there, you know, we may talk in some some of the kind of news, the creative news, also talk a little bit about ourselves and the craziness in our life. But yeah, stay tuned. It's going to be another fun episode, everybody. Yay. Um, on that note, like actually, I had that idea, I think, like two weeks ago, and I got really inspired by one of my buddies. He He's just like, okay, I don't sleep. Like, obviously, he's sleeping, but he's like, okay, I have to stay up till free at night. And I'm like, he's like, you know, being a little bit self-destructive with like, doing his art and his craft and basically mm. cuts it off of his like joy and fun you know and i was like oh i'm too comfortable and I, then that made me think about do you have to be as an artist be a little bit self-destructive or basically take from other parts of your life and yeah fuel your art and basically let it consume you a little bit more and yeah and here we are yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's 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 great. You do see like throughout time, you've seen artists that kind of yeah go too far, and and I think we both have seen that like sometimes the best art can come from like the worst times, right? Um, like the best creative ideas can come from suffering. So yeah. So with that, you know, I think like there's uh you know there's, <laughs> there's been examples like recently. You know, I think we could we can kind of start with um, more recent examples. I think you know, so. So I, I hear some wind noise on yours. Some and wind noise? Yeah. Oh, there should be no wind noise. But anyway, yeah. so we're going to talk about Kanye West to, to start. He, I think he's kind of a, the most recent thing in the lexicon of people where, yeah. you know, he, he, was, he was a great rapper. He, he moved into other arenas. People kind of told him, you're going too far. You're outside of your lane. Um, I'd say he arguably proved them wrong, you know, had his own clothing line, did these other things. Um, and then recently, um, you know, kind of went too far, went, went anti-Semitic. Yeah. Now, now some people have argued, um, I think you know a little bit about this as well, is that, um, that he maybe did some of this anti-Semitism on purpose to get out of um, being controlled by um, contracts and things like yeah. that. So this was almost a strategic move, right? Yeah, so here's the thing. I was like, kind of like, first off, I saw the news, you saw the news. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in his head? And he has like that um, crazy outlook on life where he's just like, okay, I dress how I want. And the more controversial, the better it is, you know? And I'm just like, okay, he's just like being an extreme artist. And it really made sense to think like he goes bonkers, you know? And it's just like off the rails and whatever. And then later... I hear like, yeah, he got dropped by Adidas and all those things. They basically have his name in contracts so they can make money on like merch and whatever. And he maybe saved now billions or millions of dollars because he got dropped and can sell now by himself without sharing. But he made mm -hmm. them drop him. So it could be a mastermind move, but it could be also just off the rails. But I was like kind of inspired because like mm -hmm. on the one side – not what he's saying, but how he's dressing, how he's just like so free expressing himself in a weird way so that it's like really controversial. And if you go for history, there's like a lot of artists who basically did that, like Dali, for example. And mm. they 
every big artist has something where they are like, okay, I'm way different than everybody else. And it's nearly a must-have, kinder. And I'm like, yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah. of the vibe I got from him. And I'm like, obviously, nobody's perfect. And he said a lot of bad things. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And I, you know, I think it is interesting to see kind of what's next. But yeah, he's a, he's a great example of, you know, maybe he's now gone too far. He thought he could kind of game the system, um, you know, use use a way to kind of tactically terminate himself that, you know, what you can do in like maybe. A, a works work scenario, right? You can just be so annoying that they fire you. Um, and then you can get unemployment. I've, I've heard of that actually happening where okay. you can, you as long as you stay in the work policy, <laughs> you just are so annoying, you fart all the time, you do all these things that aren't really uh, against the rules, they'll just fire you. And then I've, I've heard of people that actually do that. So that feels like that. It's kind of what he did. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, but maybe he's gone too far. It's funny that point where you can keep pushing the, the button, but then you just kind of maybe fall through. And I feel like maybe he's fallen through and maybe there's, I think there's argument he won't recover now. I don't. Um, Could be, but on the one side, like you know, like he's a, still a genius in his craft, music. You know, I have the mm -hmm. clothing and stuff like that. It's more like, oh yeah, he's one of those designers that are too extreme and crazy. But that's what gets the attention. You know, when you imagine a catwalk, mm -hmm. you always imagine like a pretty woman in a trash bag and making a weird catwalk. And it's like this is this is modern. This is you know art, but nobody will wear it. You know, that's kind of the vibe that I get from his clothing line. But the music has a big following, and it's like quote like you know so yeah well well yeah yeah i, I agree I, you're right it is cult like and it's well it's interesting so it's like it's like cult yeah, they, and, and it, cult <laughs> cult and cult and i think you know it's yeah so it's interesting and i and i think it's it's kind of always that moment where they he kind of people fall off the the end of the bandwagon and the and the kind of the media you know does their their big story on it you know i think another person that we can pull up here um yeah um, would be Will Smith. I think Ooh. he's another example of someone who one night, one action, you know, um, for, you know, anyone that's you looking think at that rock, broke he, him? You think that broke him, though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so slapping um, someone in a thing. Well, now he so I so I made sure to put a poster here of his newest movie, Emancipation, which is doing terrible. And a lot of people are yeah. arguing maybe it's just a bad movie, but that there's like plenty he, of movies that didn't do well with him, like where I'm like, yeah, could be. So, so do you think that it's had no effect? Is that is that kind of what your argument is? Because I would almost say it probably has, like at least for a little bit. There's going to take time now to kind of wash. Yeah. So wash in media, that. in media, everybody says like any publicity is good publicity, and I actually got hooked on Will Smith on that year or the year before because he's like relaunching like his youtube and it's like okay i'm a big actor and nobody really uses youtube to his full potential he paid a couple of videographers big bucks to basically mm -hmm. like do vlogs and then movie like and there was like mm -hmm. really an arc and a storyline to it and he's probably one of the biggest actors with like a really um decent history of good successful series like prince of bel-air and all that stuff or what was it i am or i don't know he has plenty of movies that are like top movies you know so he's like a top of the line actor and he built like a lot of momentum but i felt feel like like after the slap the marriage basically killed his momentum and now he's falling under it it's less the slap, in my opinion. It's more the marriage, personal drama. Yeah, yeah. And so for everyone out there, if you don't know, um, what Fitzy's talking about is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and him sat on a podcast. Um, I think they had their own podcast for a little bit yeah. where they put out on the table that they had a polyamorous uh, relationship that was completely open and that they had 
run into um, kind of a love triangle with actually, I think one of their son's friends actually Oof. ended up um, sleeping with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. So, so that was kind of out. That dirty laundry was out in the open. And yeah. so that's why a lot of people think the slap happened during, um, I think it was the Grammys or the Oscars. I can't even remember now the Oscars or the Grammys. It must've been the Oscars. And he, you know, he, he was kind of called out by, by the host. Um, for for something with his wife, and that's why he said, you know, um, get your explicit um, name out of your explicit mouth, and you know, so so it's interesting. I think you're right. It has something to do with that family dynamic, and now that's yeah. kind of spilled out into the the public. But it's interesting because just that one piece of violence, which some people could defend, you know, um, I think you know, you you yeah. being a husband, you've been in that probably that place at least once, where where it's like. You know, someone's harassing your girl. Are you going to do something or are you going to walk away with your girl? And and you get put between that rock and a hard place. And you kind of saw that happen in a very public space. Yeah. Um, I mean, at that space specifically, some people said it was staged and some people say it wasn't staged. And obviously the walk up, the actor slap and whatever. And it could have been mm -hmm. and could have been not. But I'm also like, we, we should hone on a little bit more about like the commitment. When you watch his like YouTube series where he did a bunch of vlogs, it's all about his willpower and his commitment to just go to the extreme and make it basically happen. Sorry. Um, but besides that, it's like because he has a crazy commitment, he is actually top of the line actors. And yeah, he gave it all. And I mean, I mean, we should ho hold more on that end because he is like really remarkable on that. I think he has uh, a big saying about um, something with a wall. I forgot it. Yeah. You, you take over for a second. I search for the phrase. <laughs> He's searching for the phrase. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, he has a great bod body of work. Um, I think, you know, and I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, yeah, I mean, he just has to keep working. I think that's always the biggest thing is keep creating good work. And I think it can actually start to get you past the situation. So for Will Smith, hopefully he just has more good films, more new projects coming up. And that helps kind of bury this kind of negativity. Yeah, I, I think I found like the, the, the quote and it's like, you don't uh, set out to build a wall. You you don't say I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that was ever built. You start there. You say, I'm going to lay the first brick perfectly and then like so on. It's basically every day you work on your craft and you build it like from the ground up perfectly. What is like mm -hmm. um, a good concept to have, but I'm like, how does that... Um, go into our theme here of like you build your graft and you have to basically lay the foundation and then you have to obsess over it you know <clears throat> well maybe there's something hidden in that that's maybe a negative um it's like a positive statement with a negative thing in it um and then that negative thing maybe being perfect right um if you if you get to this level where everything's that intense and you have to have this perfection i think it winds you up so when yeah. something doesn't go right you kind of blow up more. I know I feel that when I, I have such a high level I hold for myself that when something goes terribly wrong and I'm now a C level D level designer, I'm like bottom, bottom, bottom. I get real unhappy about that at myself, but you know, okay. so, so who knows? There may be something there where he's like, I'm a big name actor and I get called out by uh, about my wife and who knows there maybe even was a messy car ride on the way there. And they got in a fight who you never know these things. And then he gets called out in front of all of Hollywood in front of all the world for for his marriage maybe he snapped and maybe it's that perfection that 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 kind of like 
lay down the perfect brick by brick that maybe maybe that's the hint broke the wall that's that was the friction right yeah i think like also like he was like one of those actors where you build up a career over like over a couple decades it's like he was big like 20 years ago like that is the crazy part about it so that is a different style than somebody who's like completely going crazy on their art and but most artists are like decades in but i i feel like the longer you're in it the more distinct and different you are than the masses yeah well and he came kind of from a rap background where i think it's uh, that stuff was kind of more allowed right that kind of tough guy you know back in the early 90s a lot of people forget that will smith was a rapper before he was an actor so so you know he he, he came kind of you know he even um him and tupac even uh went head to head on a few different things including huh. jay pinkett smith yeah so there's some funny stories there so so will smith was kind of you know i don't i wouldn't say that he was like from the hood or anything but he definitely was like yeah. you know he, he came from a harder background so i think so i think yeah. you see that now pop up and people are like whoa man you're more refined now how like you're in a different space you're wearing a suit and tie like yeah this is um you know and i guess to to kind of just go adjacent to someone else who got canceled and we won't spend too much time on this guy <laughs> okay but another guy that went too far is r kelly i mean it's I just uh, like as I like search for musicians that like are I feel like, that, <laughs> like our self-destructiveness touch- you know is we're going too much in that realm versus the odd realm because like yeah <laughs> yeah so, so really destroyed it so we'll just talk like very very shortly of just like the ego I guess is how I wanted to bring this up because I think there's so many people we could put on this list it's so funny with after the me too movement of like after I was going down the list, I was like, dude, we could, I could have 50 slides of just people that are in the same realm as R. Kelly that did terrible predatorial things. And, but what's funny here that I think is interesting is a lot of musicians, especially, you know, we could go down the list and I, we yeah. won't go down the list, but, but of, of, of musicians that they make it, they have these great studio albums. Uh, they do amazing. They get platinum, double, triple platinum. And then on the back end, they're, they create cult followings and this idea yeah. of creating cults and I want this following and I want these people, these girls and I want these slaves and I want people like this. Um, yeah. And that's what kind of killed R. Kelly is as this stuff just keeps coming out even years later. It's insane yeah. how that's like the hobby, right? That's like your hobby once you make it as a, as a star, right? Yeah. So I think like one of the biggest things is like uh, we should remove him right now because I'm not the biggest fan right now because of the whole controversy. But I feel like when you get money and power, everything gets amplified. And that is like bringing basically the best and the worst out of you. Because like if you can't afford everything and we're talking everything – you get everything, but you will be judged by the masses to whatever amount, you know. And there's some things that are more widely accepted and there are some things that are less accepted, you know. And I think, like, that is the thing that was his Achilles. And obviously it was not even good or um, acceptable in any way, shape or form. But, yeah, it can destroy all the work that you put in there. And he probably, mm-hmm. I don't even know how long he was in business, but I assume at least, like, three decades or so. At least. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's over. His career's over. He's so blacklisted. You know, another artist that I think a lot of people may know is um, oh, sorry, Ooh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah, she did a lot of work. I think like the story behind her is like she wrote Harry Potter in the Starbucks, or that's what everybody knows. Yeah, well, she, yeah, she wrote Harry Potter. She wrote it down on a napkin after uh, a very messy divorce. Um, you know, she was at the bottom of having no money, um, being divorced, and 
just feeling at the bottom of everything. And yeah, wrote, I think wrote the first ever sentences there lived, um, there lived under a cupboard, a boy with like a peculiar scar or something. She wrote that on a napkin. Um, yeah. And yeah, and created a magical tale. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. I, I think your wife is a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah, like big time. I feel like with that, though, it is like kind of therapy, you know, like you have that big pain in yourself, you know, all the drama going on and you escape in a world that is not perfect, but it's like you make it like interesting and sub perfect. And because you spend so much time, you develop like the the perfect world. You know what I mean? Like not in the sense of like everything is magical and fine. It's like, yes, it's magical and there's pain and suffering, but it's very detailed. Because yeah, he escaped well, too. That yeah, world, exactly. Yeah, and it's very open and it's very accepting. Um, that world, which is you know, I think kind of the biggest thing that a lot of people got from her novels was that you know it felt like anyone could really fit into it, right? That you yeah. could be poor and become a, a a wizard. You could be rich and become a wizard. It could be any race and become a wizard. And it was like this kind of cool story that like a lot of kids could get around. Um, now, you know, to, to get right into kind of why is she on this list of creatives that went too far was, you know, she started to put out opinions about um, can, should kids be able to choose their own gender? And should there only be maybe possibly only two genders? Or should we allow there to be more than one gender? Should we allow kids to to not identify as genders? And yeah. it's really surprising, because for how open her books are, and how open much much of her creative work is, she she really put that message out there and yeah well it's really yeah it's it's, it's not hurt her to the to level she's canceled but uh but yeah what are your thoughts yeah. on that yeah so i also think like there's like you know when you do art and as long as you do the art and you spend all your time and effort in it it becomes a very pure thing you know you can some of the songs are masterworks of like al kelly or Kanye west or whatever no matter what you agree on the other opinions but we're still in the end like humans and like you know you only can be an expert in one thing and if you then come up and be like here's like five other things where i have opinions about where it didn't actually spend like that obsessive amount on it and it's just like a very interesting opinion you know to say the least no matter what it is you know it is not as detailed and well researched as like your art you know because like you didn't spend all the time and you know all about all the problems it's not like well thought through and some things are just like um human desires and not everybody needs to know everything you know and i feel like when artists just commit to one thing they should stay in that lane you know and just hone that even more because like could you imagine that would be like a new book or a better book instead of like focusing on like on their the sexuality of the harry potter characters you know it could have been waste of time where she could have redeveloped like a whole new book way better, you know, with dedication and obsession. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think I think you're right when you say like when she's in the books, she's doing great. When she gets out of those books, she's maybe not doing great anymore. And there is something to be said about, you know, even the other creatives on this list. It's always the extracurricular activities that seem to get creatives in trouble. Right. It's yeah, it's you've you've done this thing really well. You've you've maybe been told your whole life that you're, you're not maybe good at doing that thing. And so you prove them wrong. You, you, and, and so I think in your head, you get the same type of approach on most things. Like, so I'm telling you, don't say this, don't say this, but in your head, yeah. you're like, well, you're just like everyone that, that when I grew up said I couldn't be an author. Well, now I'm an author, so I'm not going to listen to you. And I feel like sometimes that, that can almost get out of hand, right? We're like, no, 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 we, we are trying to protect you. And they're like, no, yeah. you're just, you're just a naysayer. And, 
So, yeah, so I think you're right. In this case, you know, this is another case of if she would have just kept that opinion to herself, uh, you've been fine. The books are fine. It's not like that's in the books. So um, it's one of those things that kind of it's the extracurricular and it kind of just move segue right into somewhat two other people. I think it's it's interesting is your show oh, can gosh. be really awesome, can be really <laughs> friendly. But but when you go outside <laughs> he of the triggered. show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ellen DeGeneres triggers fifty-six. <laughs> but no, uh, I... <sighs> go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there, there's like you know, big Hollywood money making stars that are technically not supposed to be stars, kind of. And that's where she uh, fits in, into <laughs> my opinion. You know, she she has a show, and I'm like, it's not really funny. It's not really worth watching for me. But I'm also not like the main you know, customer of hers. So I'll, I'm like, I just can't vibe with it. But I, that's just like because I'm not the personality type. And when you see them from <laughs> yeah. the outside, you're just like, ah, yeah. Yeah, good and I'm for not her a fan for doing good. I, I'm not a fan of either of their shows, honestly, because there's just this weird positivity, like, woohoo, let's dance on couches. And But what's funny is that, yet again, it's outside of the show, though, you find out they're mean people, that Ellen DeGeneres gotten a lot of flack for yelling at her staff, being super mean condescending breaking a lot of people um forcing people to quit um james gordon has been kind of found recently to be just kind of an ass outside of his thing where like he'll be at a restaurant and he'll he'll be like really mean to the staff or he'll be really mean to the people around him and so now there's this kind of gossip going around that he's actually a really mean person you have these people that act super nice on camera yeah and then off camera super mean super angry and so but but with that being said like i also feel like you know if you're if you're an artist or you you know a profession really well there's a certain degree of mastery that you have to achieve as a host like like what we're doing right now it's very reactive there's not a lot of like oh yeah you need to learn to how to operate the camera you need to learn how to edit or design websites you know there's a lot of like yeah the, the the bar is way lower, but you still get like the feeling like, hey, I mastered being a host. Mm-hmm. Now I can do whatever I can, you know, and whatever I want. And look at them working hard and whatever. And it's not even to my standards, just because they're not successful. But I'm like, mm-hmm. if they would have been in their position to even reach that, you know, success, they would have to work harder and be more acceptant. But yeah, so they become kind of blinded by the fame and mm-hmm. the skill that they lack, or you know. <laughs> i love it you really hate her um but yeah no it's uh but you're right like it's kind of this uh this thing yeah. that happens in hollywood where yeah they don't really work themselves up from the bottom so yeah they don't yeah. appreciate things and i think we see that a lot i see that with like a, a, a yeah. lot of creatives I, I know a few designers even who have only had success so they treat everyone like crap only because they've never had to be at the bottom and so so yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably a good example. That's kind of what's happened here too. But I know I promised you like old artists. I know I promised you so so we got we got two more <laughs> kind of groups together here. I, you can't oh, talk yeah, about like, artists swipe. going over the edge <laughs> <laughs> without. You got to talk about the man himself, Vincent Van Gogh, right? You can't you can't yeah. talk about artists going over the edge without going to the man himself. So, yeah, I don't know how much you know about Vincent Van Gogh, but um, well, everybody knows he's missing something. He's missing something. Yeah, um, so comment down below if you think you have an idea what it is, if you can hear that. <laughs> if you can hear that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so Vincent Van Gogh, it's really interesting because he's like kind of one of those more troubled artists where there's a lot of those um, where they're kind of, you know, he, he fought depression his whole life. He became an alcoholic. He was actually an absinthe addict, which is very in- interesting. I don't know if you've ever tried absinthe. Um, no, but oh um, yeah, um, it's like it's similar to like a gin, whatever ish, or and it's like that really hardcore, 
thing that sends you over the edge a little bit. Well, it's like a, it's like a different type of high or, or drunk, really, where it's like this yeah. lime green. Um, you pour it over a sugar cube. It's it's big in France. Um, it's it's I think legal here, but for a while it was illegal in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, anyway. So he, you know, so what's interesting about him is you know he, he struggled with this depression his whole life, and he he became an alcoholic, um, which which you'll see in a second is is pretty common, but. But yeah, you know, what was interesting yet again, made beautiful work, was was fairly celebrated within his circles, but it was his alcoholism. He he um he challenged another artist into a duel. He he had all these love triangles going on. Um he, he you know, he ended up famously um, you know, cutting off one of his ears. Um Well, that's he, a big commitment to his yeah, craziness. And, Exactly. So there's this, this kind of level where he, you know, it's, it's kind of sad for him because you see this man that like that sees a lot of beauty that we weren't able to see. But then the, the side of that is he saw this kind of darkness that we also couldn't see possibly. Yeah, I always feel like, you know, um, as an artist, you have to be self-expressive, you know, and if you don't really have pain or suffering going on in your life, there's not a lot that you can express that evokes emotion for other people, you know, like. You have to have like the deep pain that shows through your art kind of so that other people feel something. Obviously, we all want to display like positivity and like things that make you feel good and happy. But mm -hmm. that is way harder to achieve than like, oh, here's like my pain. Can you see my pain in that picture? Or can, can your pain relate to that picture? What is like a little bit of that? And I feel like the better you can self-express your emotions in art, the greater your art becomes. But obviously, his pain was like very dark. Well, and I think, yeah, I think you're 100% right. And I think sometimes you can release that pain through your art and it can be a, a very nice, relaxing process, I think, where you're, you're kind of releasing this darkness out into the world. But I think then there's there's times where you're clashing with that darkness, right? Where you're like, for example, you're you're the number one sunflower painter in the world. And sunflowers are always happy and everything, but you're so depressed. So now you're doing some art that isn't really releasing that darkness. You're you're doing something that's separate from what you actually feel. You don't feel like sunflowers, but you're a famous sunflower painter. So you have to keep painting sunflowers. And it feels yeah. like that's when it can get bad, right? When your work doesn't help relieve that darkness and it becomes a clash where you can't you can't really talk about that darkness anymore. I, I know as a designer, I feel that, right? Because in the communications graphic design world, we're always kind of supposed to be happy, right? When I walk into an I office... I mean, everybody should be, be happy. Yeah, I'm supposed Sean. to walk into an office and be like, oh, hello there. Oh, hey. Hey, oh, yeah, this weekend I went and worked at the dog mill. This Tonight I'm going to go work at the food kitchen. Everything's great, bro. I love it. Life's great. <laughs> and, you know... And I could go home and be super depressed. And they, I think that's when things like alcoholism, drug abuse, things like that, that happen because they happen behind closed doors. And I think Vincent Van Gogh is a good example of, you know, he creates these beautiful paintings, these very lively, happy, beautiful paintings, but then behind closed doors. So every, so what you see here on the right, Starry Night, beautiful painting. It's something outside of himself that's beautiful. But then look on the left. Those are his self-portraits. They're yeah. dark. They're weird. They're murky. And so you see this kind of dichotomy of like when once he looks at himself, though, it's not happy. It's not beautiful. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like with that being said, like 
it is a really tough thing to do because on the one side you want to escape reality and create art and the more you do it the the better your art becomes and that basically means like the less you have to interact with the real world the less problems you have but if you then show the real world your real self then the more problems you become because like you know everything is slacking and then now people are judging you for example r kelly on your sexuality then or um on your personality on how well you treat your um employees uh, what was her name ellen whatever and generous yeah 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 and little things like that because like all that stuff is slacking because you don't spend the time actually like developing the skills that you need to be like you know well-rounded in every aspect so you become really sharp and defined in one aspect so that everything else is slacking what is like really desirable and admirable on the one side but do you really want to have the life that is required for that you know what i mean and i think that's an interesting struggle like if you want to be the best web designer whatever and you know you just like sleep eat and spend your life at the computer and it's like it's not really desirable you know and we have to ask ourselves do we want to be an artist do we want to be like just a professional or do we just want to make some money or you know whatever it is but we have to define what we want to be and see what the cost is well, you're 100 percent right. I love what you're saying there. I mean, it's um, yeah. Do you do you want to do you want to give everything to being an artist? Does that need to be your 100 percent of your identity, or should you allow room outside of that? And I think, you know, I think us as creatives, we would like to think of ourselves like, oh yeah, I'd love to be, you know, just an artist, just a designer. But I think the truth is that we all run into is that there's more to that, right? That you need yeah. to allow more outside of that. So yeah, me as a web designer. Yeah, in theory, you would think I would want to be a web designer 100% of the time, but yeah. I just can't. It'll create too much stress. It doesn't allow that room for, you know, wanting love or having pain. Or having <laughs> You're not broke enough, Sean. You got to need to have more pain in your life that you would just commit like, oh, yeah, coding is fine. I love it. Please don't take me back to the real world. You know what I mean? I mean, someday I do want to record like uh, me mad recording. I just want to have a webcam going. I just have a montage of me during every coding problem. Just like, ah, I hate this. Why do I even do this? I don't even like, it's like the most <laughs> negative things I yell out in the universe when a piece of code doesn't work. It's just like, yeah. who even needs the internet? Ah, like, uh, and I mean, like, that is like, I, I don't know, like, because on the one side, it's like playing guitar. We both, I, I think, have played guitar, and everybody wants to be, like, successful playing guitar. Everybody wants to be, like, that super rock star and whatever. But most people are not willing to put in the hours and the pain to actually do it. And you kind of can judge, like, people on their commitment to the things they want, you know? Because a lot of people say they want the podcast, and then they do two or three or four, maybe six podcasts, you know, and then it's dead. And you can judge everything on the commitment, you know, and I think like that is a very beautiful thing. Like how far are you willing to go for something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, well, I think you're right of the, well, there ha there's this, God, there's a better way to say this. I know there was a better statement. It's like, always you know, special for me. <laughs> there's, 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 there's like the murky gray. Um, I, there's something like that. But, but, the, but the idea of like, there's this point in every creative project, and and the more you do it, the less you realize you're doing it. Where you step out into the murky gray, into the thing where there's no proof that anything you do is working. 
and yeah. that that murky gray may go on for months like this podcast has kind of gone on you know we we've seen that there's some success right but it hasn't been like oh we're making tons of money we're successful yeah. podcasters so we're so we're still we're still in that murky gray ourselves of like I think a lot of people are scared of that. So like talking about guitar, you know, to be a, to be a famous guitarist, you have to like go to the venue and have three people standing there watching your show. You need to do that. Like how many yeah. times? Maybe a hundred times. You know, you need to do the awkward gigs where someone stole your cables and you need to do the awkward gigs where your your strings on your guitar broke and you didn't have replacement strings. So now the whole gig's ruined. And you yeah. need to have like podcasts where the audio goes out in the middle of it. Now you have to edit it together just to make it work, you know? So it's that kind of murky gray that you have to be okay with working in. And I feel like a lot of people don't. I think that's ultimately once they get out there and they're like, okay, I'm not getting a lot of likes. I'm not getting any money. Things are going wrong. It can be better, but I don't quite know how. Once those things start to fly in, I think people get scared. And I know for me in guitar, I wanted to be a famous guitarist. But for me, it was like the band around me fell apart. They they all were like, I don't know about this. I don't believe in this. Yeah. And then, you know, it was so for me, it was like a partnership thing where like as the partners fell through... I was like, are you going to do this alone? Are you going to be that murky guitarist out in the murky gray by yourself? And I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. So that was yeah. when I stepped away from guitar. Yeah. For me, it was like, you know, like I, I felt like, okay, when I do something, I don't want to do, you know, I pick it up and I set it down because like people judge you, you know, like your parents give you something when you're a kid and they're like, yeah, that will be probably laying in the corner for like the the rest of the, the time after we bought it. You know, first three weeks, mm -hmm. great, and then it lays there and doesn't do anything. But and mm -hmm. that that's what I got told and I'm like, nah. I you know, like I always wanted to disprove it. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. when you become an adult, you kinda have to weigh everything. How how much mm -hmm. stuff and time you have to put into this to make it work and do you want to do that what is your commitment level and i feel like you have to be sometimes like childlike and just try new things and commit really badly to them and the the older you get the less commitment the less craziness and the less um experimental things you will do and i'm like it is not sustainable to just do whatever you did before as an adult because like it will become less successful and effective because like you see it in a web designer world like back in the day like everybody needed a website now everybody has a website and like the 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 needs and the effectiveness of our services are like very interesting especially with ai you know we have to go the extra mile now and experiment with more things what you wouldn't have to do back in the day because it's like it's less rare Kinda. Yeah, and there's and right now I and I I think I'm I'm seeing this more for myself too right now is that the murky gray too is defining are you a web designer now are you a videographer now I think I've talked about it before of like we're all kind of becoming art directors creative directors and should I start to call myself an art director creative director should I start to today say like hey there's AI hey there's all these things hey there's technology creeping up. And, and and frankly, young people are creeping up too. That are going to be willing to do the things cheaper and and maybe be a little bit more technologically capable than even we are. Yeah, you know. So so is it time for me to now go into the murky gray of what is Sean the the director look like? You know, what is Sean? The I, I just have like, like right now on that like a very interesting theory. You know, like let's imagine you're a kiddo and you're just like I want to have a website. I use now five tools that are free or are rather cheap to get, like AI-based, whatever. You practice mm -hmm. with those tools, you get some results, and you start now your service. Like, I make websites with those tools, you know? 
We are a generation who had access to the internet. And it's not like that we are like the, the 40 year olds back in the day when we were kiddos, you know? Those people mm -hmm. did not have the, um, basically the internet. We're the first generation with the internet growing old. We were not like at the point where you're like, okay, now I stop learning and this is my profession. Our generation is like, oh, there's this thing going on. Everything is changing constantly and we're still always learning. So nobody was in the spot right now. So mm -hmm. we should not accept like, oh, we're becoming old and we should do whatever we do. We should be mm -hmm. just evolving because like maybe our brains are capable of and just the older generation before us just didn't have the tools and nobody knows what would happen if they would have kept learning, 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 you know, mm. because like we're an organism that basically can grow and change, you know, and I, I feel like that is a really strong thing if you really believe in it and commit like in the time learning and basically decide now, okay, I need to build a new foundation and get like all the AI tools that are relevant to me and play mm. with this, play with that, play with this, play with that and just build a new foundation plus the old tools that you have because like you're an AI using AI and hmm, you know what I mean? I think so. I, well, I think it's, it's, I, I love your saying of not getting caught in the sauce or whatever, or, or not getting lost in the sauce. And I, yeah. and I love that. I, I love that idea when you say that of, of, you know, let's not focus on the tools. Let's not even focus on the output, but like what, what is it that you like? Like, what gets you going? Like, I think I've talked about like when I was a kid, you know, if I was to redo stuff, um, I'd maybe go this direction. Cause I think when, when we were in high school and this may still be true for high schoolers, we were kind of told, don't, don't think about the things you actually kind of want to do. You need to think about what society needs you to do. And you need to get as close to what society needs where it's not far too far away from what you want. But now what I would tell high schoolers is like, if you're, if you're that dork that likes to draw lots of castles or draw lots of, you know, fantasy maps, you know, I think 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would have told you like, Hey, well, it seems like you're artistic. Maybe you should become a graphic designer. So you can make logos <laughs> and things. Well, your graphic designers all there. You're a little bit artistic, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, like, you know, like you should do these things that society oh. wants you to do. You're good at making maps. Well, maybe you should be, like, a, a city planner or something, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, no, I like making fantasy maps. No, that's not realistic. You should be a city planner or an engineer. And yeah. so I think we're now entering a place of, like, no, that's called a niche. Why don't you just go 100% and throw that against the wall and be like, I'm going to make custom maps. I'm going to make fantasy drawings. And I, I'm going to use AI. I'm going to use all these tools. There's free tools now even. I'm going to like go to all these events. And there's all these places I can sell my work. So booyah, mom and dad. I'm not going to become a city planner. I'm going to make fantasy maps. And, you know, and I, so yeah. I think it's like the times are changing now. Where like a kid growing up now, is if they have the right people talking to them, is like don't think about the tools. Don't think about the output. What is it that you like? What is it that you want to see create? What gets you excited? And just put yeah. everything at that, like web design, illustration, whatever. Learn everything you need to to make that thing cool. Yeah, I feel like also, like, let's say um, you're 30, like our age range kind of, you know. And I saw it yesterday. I'm 27, we... but I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, well. You're really depressed. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah, no, I'm mentally, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. But basically, but the body's 45. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw a video and I, I felt like it was very interesting. And it was about like a guy 
um, went to a mob boss and it's like the mob boss was like 50 or whatever, very old. And he's like, give me your city tour. And that was the whole concept about the movie. He wanted to have a city tour from a mob boss who's retired, trying to change his life. And he's an older man, you know, and that older man experienced a lot of things, you know. And there was a different urgency in in that old person trying to show all the things that he saw and experienced. And I feel like when you're like a younger man or younger woman or whatever you are, there's no urgency anymore. You know, we, we're getting into a level where it's like your kid, you want to do everything. Everything has a high urgency. Then you become like kind of seasonal, whatever, adultish, and the urgency is gone and you just want to do what is needed, you know? And then you become older and you're like, oh, there's a big urgency on everything. So he was like running around trying to show him this spot and that spot and this, you know? And you kind of felt that in the personality type where the, the young man is like a little bit more laid back. And I'm just like, huh, if that would be career related, you know? Like we in there like, oh, we should do this a little bit and we should be that. And I wish there was that urgency, like where it's like, oh no, I'm 50. I, I gotta gotta play with this new tool. I gotta play with that. And I'm gonna play with this, you know? And we just like becoming like, there's like, I don't know if it's a hormone thing or if it's like just a um, comfortable thing or, but that urgency I feel like is like very necessarily that you're like, I need to create this art. I need to do this. I need to learn this, you know? And I feel like there's a lot of fire that we are missing out and we should commit to. And we should just be aware of like where you are in life. And maybe you should just like put things on fire just to get that urgency, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think it's it's a, it's a lot of great points there. Um, I think, you know, in, in terms of, yeah, I think it all comes, uh, obviously comes down to morality, part of it, right? That like, we're, we're feeling the back pain, we're seeing our energy levels decline over the last 10 years. Yeah. We're seeing these things, we even see, see how COVID really, you know, aged us all forward quite a bit. And, you know, so I think, you know, you're right. But when you're young, you know, I think there is that kind of adage of like, well, I'll live forever. And I'm not going to do that whole getting old thing. I'm going to skip that. I don't know about these yeah. guys. I'm just going to not get old. And you just have the, these kind of thoughts like that. Um, so I, th I think the saddest thing for young people that, that happens now that I felt as someone that came out with crippling student debt is that kids are kind of young people are kind of put in this place where they're focusing more on money than anything else. You know, how many friends did you know growing up that just worked at a fast food joint? for years like not like for a little bit for but for like four or five six years or maybe now they're like a manager of a sonic or something and they get they get in these bubbles where they they put all their energy and effort into this money and they even get told by these corporations like in this weird almost abusive way of like yeah stay in and we'll just keep promoting you and don't go to college come come be no we'll make you a uh, like a facilities manager or like this like area manager and we'll just keep promoting you and throwing money on you like i knew people that actually made pretty good money um, yeah. You know, being like working at a Burger King or something, being like a, a regional manager, you know, so they're making 58, 60 grand a year now. And you're like, wow, that's pretty good. But then they work 60, 70 hour weeks managing a Burger King. And now yeah. they're like 30s. Now they're about to become their, in their 40s. And you're right. How much did they put towards their old stuff? Right. Like I know a guy that used to be a guitarist of mine where now he's a he's a manager of these restaurants in, in Canyon City and. And you could say, like, sure, he seems like he's probably making 50, 60, 70 a year, but is he playing guitar? Is he being creative? Like, not at all. He just he just lives yeah. in the restaurant business now, and I don't even think he loves doing it. 
Yeah, there, there's a saying like if you want to become a millionaire, you have to go at least like seven times bankrupt or six times whatever. And it's like <laughs> if you're not willing, you know, like that that is like the play yeah. factor, you know. We don't play with things because we could go bankrupt. And it would and be I'm the end of the way, baby. We're doing my first one soon. <laughs> hey, well, I personally kind of want to go bankrupt so that I'm like closer to step six, you know. And I'm like we're less worried about like, you know – um, the, the real things, you know, because like what you want is like to just gain the next time more money faster, you know, because like the second attempt is always better. When I moved from Germany to or in Germany to a different town, not so successful. Then I moved to a different mm -hmm. town. The moving process got better. Then I moved to America, way game changer. But I'm like, I moved a lot around. I moved like, I think like 10 times in Germany from A to B, different towns, wow. you know, I, yeah, so my, my, my friend circle, you know, was not as big because of that. But I learned to adapt, you know, and I feel like that is like a skill that you have to have. Like if you are like not willing to fail with the student loans and just work the Sonic, you know, that is very bad. But you have to fuck it up, you know. That's like one of my biggest pep talks where I'm like, you got to fuck it up so you can make it better the next time. And you know what to do and what works and what doesn't work. So I feel like people are too afraid of fucking it up and not doing it, you know? And yeah, well, yeah. Well, and also like feeling and, and not just being afraid of, of screwing up, but like letting the screwing up destroy them, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, this is kind of, you know, this is going to show a little bit of my EDM love, but I'll, I'll always remember an old dead mouse statement um, where they, they asked him, this is probably 20 years ago or something in a DJ magazine. They were kind of like, you know, if you were to if you were to talk to a lot of the up and coming DJs and tell them, like, what are they doing wrong? How do I become Dead Mouse? What, what did Dead Mouse do that other DJs haven't done? He's like, just fail. Just go out yeah. there and, and stop making fun of the DJs that mess up, like, period. Because if they're messing up, if we're messing up on stage, that means we're trying stuff. That means we're pushing it to the very limits of what we can do. So so don't just pile drive these DJs that mess up yeah. at a show, because if they mess up. It's not because they're being idiots. It's because they're they're pushing the, the boundaries. And so, and I, that's, so I like that idea. Build that into the process. There's going to be mess-ups. If you're not yeah. messing up, you're not pushing the limits. Exactly. And I think that uh, goes beautiful with our topic beforehand. Because all those big artists, they did something and they failed. And like I said already, every publicity is good publicity. But you have to be able to stand the pain, you know? Like, the, the thing is, like, the thing that's failing, that's fine. Everything is about to fail at one point or another. The thing is, like, what you do at that jumping point? Do you go down with it? Or you use that momentum, that publicity for the next big stunt that pays for all that beforehand, you know? And that is, like, one of the things where, let's say you get, like, a, a viral Karen video and you're the guy filming it or you are the Karen. What do you do with this moment, you know? You get a lot of publicity. You can monetize that in many ways, but you have to be able to stand the pain, you know, and use that force that is coming towards you and direct it in a way that you it benefits you. Like, you know, like uh, Van Gogh cutting, uh, cutting up his ear, he used that publicity stunt maybe or that craziness to produce more art. And it got... It, got him a shout out and he was able to stand it and still doing his art. It's not like that. He stopped drawing or. Well, yeah. Well, it, well, I think you bring up a good point that he could have just cut off his ear and done nothing about it in his art and never painted anything about it. And yeah. And that would have been the downfall. That is but, like, but, you know, and he still had a downfall, but it's interesting is that even that, that act has become famous now, even him doing that has helped him become more famous. And so I think I would almost say like, 
in all of these cases that we showed, their core thing that they're good at, right? So if Kanye West was still just a great rapper, if J.K. Rowling would have just kept going down the Harry Potter books and focusing on those, if DeGeneres and James Corden just focused on being as good people in the show, uh, you know, and do that outside the show, if R. Kelly would have just kept making great albums and stopped doing his stuff, and if Will Smith would have just kept focusing on just the movies and not let that explode out of that, it's the best thing that can happen is in your thing that you do. And so if anything else happens, let's say you have some controversy happen outside of what you do, still do what you do, because that thing is going to push everything forward, I think. So even yeah. if you get canceled outside, keep doing what you do well. You'll keep moving forward. You will survive. Yeah. I mean, like, and look, don't look get me. Look at other people that are like doing stuff still. Yeah. And so they keep they keep going. I mean, they got canceled, but they, they keep moving forward. Yeah. And I think like it's more about like, how can you deal with that hate? Because like, you will probably receive like 90% or 95% after you got canceled for whatever reason, justified or not. Mm -hmm. um, that is a lot to push through because like some people will take everything very personally and you should reflect on yourself and you should, you know, do the things that you should do, but like you should still do the thing, you know, but it will be a rough couple months till that fades out, you know, and sometimes like, I think like Donald Trump, for example, he got a lot of flack, but he was like, he milked the controversy in many ways and he still kept pushing through it. And he used the controversy to get more followers because like, oh, you say one thing and now other people talking about him and some people that talked about him basically show other people who would agree with him on some aspects. And it was like basically becoming like a chain virus, you know, people would share it just because of they agreed or disagreed and. Yeah, yeah, and that, that and you no, know, and I, I, I use Donald Trump these days as an example of you know just keep going in his case too. It, you know I, how much stuff that guy's had thrown at him in the last few years, and he just keeps moving forward, and and he keeps focusing on the same thing that he focused on years ago, which is becoming president. Is is the same stuff that he's always talked about. So it's like, so I think yeah. it's that too. Just be stubborn. Be stubborn about what you want in this world. And and if you just stay stubborn, you'll get it. Like you can yeah. bankrupt a hundred times. You can go to jail. You can be. You can have all these things go wrong. But if and you sometimes just stay you need that, you know, it's like it's a it's an arc, you know, and it's like really depending what you do with that um, story arc, you know. Sometimes you need to get canceled so that you can reflect and become the better person, and go to jail and like, oh well, I should rather done this and do it the right way, and then the next time you build a foundation correctly, you know. Obviously, don't go mm -hmm. to jail and don't do bad things, but just saying. If you but do, if you don't. do uh, leave a comment below if that's worked out for you going to jail. And getting out <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I guess, yeah, to kind of wrap up this 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 episode, I think it's like, I think in it, which I think has been a great episode, by the way, is, um, you know, does create when creativity goes too far, like, what does that look like? Um, and I think we both saw that it's it's outside of your focus. And so what do you do if something goes wrong? Well, go back to the focus, go back to what, what's the juice that what, yeah. what's the thing that gets you excited? Because because that, I think that excitement will save you. I think that excitement will cover all of the darkness if, if you can just focus on yeah. that. What what gets you excited? And I feel like also what what has to be mentioned is like you know sometimes we're confused and it's like what should we do and we just think too much and that is like the confusion that a human has to endure, you know. And in that times, just do your work and then your work is your art and then everything is like going full circle and then you just like you do art and everything works out. That's that's yeah. at least how I see it, but I need to commit to that commitment more. And I'm like, my my buddy inspired me. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to do that more. And 
like when I saw that mob guy doing that, I'm like, oh, he's 50 years old, giving that young kid a city guide, and they're going down that hill, and like he must have so many body aches and whatever, and he's not complaining, he's excited to show. I'm just like, if I would be like right now there, I'm like, oh no, I don't feel like it, you know, and I wouldn't mm -hmm. give the tour guide with that excitement. And I'm like, yeah, that guy knows he has pain, he doesn't care, he just wants to show whatever he's excited about, and we need this fire, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that you're exactly right. So I think even in that example, it's it's just moving forward. Just just yeah, don't look in the past, don't look in the back too much. Don't don't overcriticalize, don't try to overanalyze everything. Just keep moving. Just keep yeah. moving forward. So so yeah, man, I think uh, going forward on this podcast, we're going to keep doing that, right? We're just, yeah. just going to keep moving forward, um, you know, and I think things will start to congeal, right? Because positivity, right? I think we give positivity, and I think as long as we keep putting out the positivity, hopefully, you know, you good people out there will keep subscribing, liking, buying merch yeah. like this beautiful coffee cup. Coffee I'm cup so excited. Out. I'm so excited about giving my coffee mug because like all the words on it, that is the selling part. It's it's not about that. It's about us. It's about all the creative words that you put on there. I'm like that. That's a genius idea. And it's a fun mug to read on, you know, if you have that. Um, yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as as we said, with this podcast, for example, everything gets better the more often you do it. And the frequency matters, you know. Life wants to hold you back with the frequency with like, oh, there's bills, there's this and there's that. Does it work? Does it doesn't work? Yada, yada, yada. But the longer you do a thing, the bigger the waves become. And you have to keep on pushing those waves. Even yeah, though they're in the beginning tiny, everything yeah. will lead up to something big. I like that. Everything will lead up to something big. So yeah, Unless so you quit. Not... That's the only that's <laughs> the only Achilles, you know, like on the other podcast that I did, after episode I think like forty or so, I got the first thousand dollars. And that is like, you know, no money, no money, no money, then spike, you know? I'm like mm -hmm. it takes sometimes some time. Yeah, yeah. Well and, and get back to just what you love. If you love what you do, it doesn't even matter. I mean, um I, I have yeah. to do that a lot. You know, I you know, we're just just post the art, just make the art. It's not about getting the love and getting the likes, it's yeah. about you making it. That's 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 the whole <laughs> gift. So, so I, I saw we have to think that way. Yeah, I saw a po uh, I saw a post about podcasting. Girls are like on Twitter saying like, Why do guys always start a podcast? Why can they not just go to a therapist or whatever? And I'm just like the the response was really nice, like, why do girls always start an OnlyFans, you know, and instead of getting a job? <laughs> what was a very funny post, but I'm just like, this is what I'm getting out of this podcast, you know, like it's not like about the money in the beginning, but it's about like, okay, I'm learning about business, I'm learning about creativity, I'm reflecting on my self about like, am I an artist? Am I doing the right things? Should I do other things because like the more input you get and the bigger you build a community the better it is so if you're an artist just comment down below we like hearing from you and maybe we will see you out and be like whoa this is dope you know and it's all about building momentum communities and just keep on doing yeah exactly um yeah and i think i think you're 100 right i think it's 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 just yeah you just gotta love what you do you gotta love the game um, yeah. And I think this podcast, yeah, I agree. It's the biggest thing it's helped me is just talk, talking about the thing I love, right? Yeah. And, and that, that there's no bad in that. So yeah, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to keep moving forward with you. I think we got some other fun stuff up our sleeve. But um, yeah, anything else you want to share? Um, I think like if you're listening right now, um, Sean and I usually have like a discussion beforehand or afterwards. And if you want to become like a member of the um, 
that discussion you know besides like obviously our one hour podcast that is kind of themed about topics um you should um consider um tipping or donating to our program and then you can be part of that and listen maybe talk to us maybe give us some input about your business and your struggle or maybe become a partner on that and i feel like we can implement that because like we have the the capabilities of like oh yeah hosting multiple people there and have like discussions with them and like maybe coaching them because like Sean is in like in freelance for like multiple years i'm in freelance for a couple of years but not as successful as him but we can teach and learn from each other and that you can be part of the community for a small donation. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So of the, a million yeah, dollars. <laughs> a million dollars is the starting fee. That's how much my time is worth. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the kind of second that, yeah, we will be setting up in the next, um, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll see how, uh, how fast we are, but um, we are going to be setting up a subscription kind of based thing on Spotify and yeah, or we anchor. Will we will see. But uh, yeah. yeah, same thing. They're the same thing. Um, Spotify is the only one where you can do it. I wish Apple Podcasts, you could do donations and stuff, but you can't. So it's only Spotify. But, but yeah, you you can subscribe on there. And we are going to be coming out with new content, just like uh, Fitze said. So if you have ideas for content, obviously email us, message us as well. We'd love to hear from you. But, but yeah, there'll be kind of some new videos. Maybe it'll be some walkthroughs. Maybe it'll be kind of more R-rated stuff. Who knows? We're, we're kind of playing but with it- a lot of ideas. Yeah, so right now I feel like like the real business world, you know, where we're struggling because we talk about like what you're struggling with at the moment or what works at this moment, what should we do, what we shouldn't do, you know, and being part of the community can lead to good things, you know, and yeah. just like maybe getting the one idea that pushes you over the edge where you're like, make some more money because it can be as simple as double your prices and see what happens. And sometimes that changes everything. And it's a little yeah, things. yeah. Yeah, so I think on the subscription side, I know I'm going to be more willing to kind of show the backside of how my stuff is done. I think on this podcast, you know, I don't really like to show a lot of the inner workings. I don't like to put it out in the public, but yeah. putting something behind a paywall, I think, makes me feel yeah, a little bit Yeah, if it's more private, that's so. something different, you know? Exactly. Because then you so can think, talk you know, about it. And Yeah. And yeah, so if any of you out there, if you if you have any ideas, you, and even if you want to be a, on this podcast, like for real, if you've never been on a podcast, you want to have your first experience, um, you know, email us as well. We'd love to have you on because, um, yeah, it's it's a community. We're just trying to build a little bit of a community here. Yeah, and on that note, let's let's turn off the recording and we talk about what goes on Sean's life and my life. <laughs> have All right, a good so, one. Bye, everybody.